0: It was a one-score game, but it felt like a blowout. It was not pretty for the Cincinnati Bengals against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Let's break it down. You are Locked On Bengals, your daily Cincinnati Bengals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What up, Bengals fans, and welcome to another episode of the Locked On Bengals podcast. I'm your host, Jake Lisko. He's your host, James Repeat. The Bengals dropped an ugly, ugly football game by only six points, which is much closer than the game felt to the Pittsburgh Steelers at home. If you're new to the podcast, we're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, and you can find us on YouTube every day or anywhere you get your podcast. We appreciate all you everydayers and everyone who makes us their first listen. Today's episode of Locked On Bengals, brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs, who helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. Terms and conditions apply. And James, there are a number of stats we could talk about that would tell a story that is different from 16 to 10. There are a lot of things that we can talk about in this game from eight running plays, which is certainly a place to start. And, and the ineffectiveness of those running plays to how Jake Browning played, the, the lack of answers from the defense against a truly terrible Pittsburgh Steelers offense coming into this game,
1: where do you want to start? Well, let's start with the, the obvious question or, or answer to a question that I thought we knew in coming into this game, the coaches said, hey, we're going to run our offense. And Jake said, hey, run the offense. And all of that happened. And they said that. And I'm like, there's no way they're going to run their same offense where they're throwing the ball a ton and dropping Jake Browning back like they have with Joe Burrow. And yet I look up and, well, they throw it nearly 30 times, 30-plus dropbacks, and they've ran the ball eight times with one running back in Joe Mixon, and that's it. And so Jake Browning is not Joe Burrow is the takeaway from today. That's takeaway one. That's why I want to start and reiterate, because guess what? Most quarterbacks can't survive with eight-run plays. Joe Burrow is very, very good at it and can do it against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Jake Browning can't, and he can't for a variety of reasons. Your defense is flawed. They're not as good as you would would like to be against a Steelers offense that, you're right, stinks. I was here. The Steelers offense— is not good. Kenny Pickett looks lost in the pocket at times, even when pressure isn't there. I don't think that they're su- they suddenly found something on offense. And I know they only scored 16 points, but we could talk about the record they snapped, which I'm sure you've heard already. But just going back to Jake Browning, I thought that all of that talk was a bit tongue in cheek of, oh, yeah, we're going to do, we're going to run what we run. And they kind of did. And there were some changes. But I would have lost a lot of money on FanDuel if the over-under for Joe Mixon carries or prize picks. If the the more or less for Mixon carries was 13, I probably would have taken more. Or Bengals running back carries 13, I would have hammered the more with prize picks. And yet here we are. It was eight carries for Joe Mixon, 16 yards total. Oh, well, he sticks. Fine. If that's the case, then why didn't Chase Brown get on the field at all on offense he is healthy. I've confirmed that. So it's uh, it's a tough situation, and, and Zach Taylor blamed it on lack of plays as part of it, just not a lot of plays on offense, which, okay, I get it. So th- that's one thing. And the other thing is it's Jake Browning. This offense just isn't going to be the same, and we saw it. The final numbers look good for him, by the way, but it was it was not a, a great day for the Bengals' uh, starting quarterback now who made his first NFL start with Joe out.
0: Yeah, we'll talk about Jake Browning because, like you said, the the way that the game went was obviously not helpful for him. The way that the game was called, not making his job particularly easy. I did think that the offense looked different to some degree, but not drastically so. Like you said, the, there were, though, to me, some some pretty clear differences in the way they approached the game that maybe will become clearer when we've had a chance to digest things and look at tape, but if your running game is going to be as ineffective as the Bengals running game was today, and you can look at traditional stats, you can look at EPA per play. Both of them are dreadful. I mean, miserable. And some of that's the offensive line and, and plays getting stuffed at the line of scrimmage. Some of that's Joe Mixon, not being able to break a tackle today until a really good play in his defense on the screen, which accounts for a lot of Jake Browning's yards in this game. But You and I both expected a more balanced approach on offense in this game. The the challenge that I would issue or or the question that I would ask for those who are looking at eight carries and saying, why didn't they run the ball more? Mm -hmm. Without really looking too much deeper is go look play-by-play at at the situations where it was a mixed down, meaning it wasn't a down where you have to pass the ball and, and see which opportunities there really were to run the ball. There's a handful of third and shorts where maybe when, when Jake Browning is your quarterback, you just hand the ball off instead, or even third and medium. Maybe when Jake Browning is your quarterback, handing the ball off is a better idea. There's maybe a couple of first downs that, that you could point to as well, where they could have tried to stay ahead of the chains. But really when, when I went back and I looked play by play, I didn't find a ton of plays where I was like, yeah, they really th- handing the ball off here sure would have been a better idea and that's hindsight obviously and and, uh, you know a lot of this analysis is hindsight at this point the game is over but your point that that browning is not burrow is is something that i think needs to be understood very clearly going forward in the way this team wants to manage games because they can't manage games as if they have joe burrow with Jake Browning at quarterback, that the differences are too too stark, and we can talk about some of those. A lot of the problems that I kind of hinted at, my, my concerns for Jake Browning coming into this game, showed up, and and you know we can get into that more. But th- they need to change the way they approach games. But you know you, you can't get out possessed by 15 minutes. You can't get outgained by 200 yards against one of the worst offenses in the NFL. You can't take some of the sacks they took and. Have some of the bad. I mean, they were lucky on offense,
1: and this was the result. I I agree. They should have had more interceptions. There should have been a pick six that uh, ended up being dropping for nothing, Um, or the one got caught, I think. But yeah, there was a couple of catches
0: on deflected passes. Yeah,
1: yeah, there was one that was a pick six, like all of those things, and and so I agree. Like on like situationally, if you just look at the play sheet, there might not be an obvious one. But that's the old Bengals. This new Bengals, if they're going to be successful, they have to be able to find a way to run the ball. And I think that's that's what was exposed today even more. Is if they need to run it, they can. They can. And or they're not willing to get with under the quarterback
0: specifically because they, they had been like average, and today was dreadful.
1: But but that's that's what we're talking about now. And right. so you, you you have to run it with Browning. You can right. survive throwing the ball sixty times with Joe. It's different. The offense should be different, and I don't know what the answer is because I think there are scheme issues. And that we'll, we can't spend a ton of time on this in our post game show. We we'll have plenty of time to talk about it. The, the run game probably needs to be torn up and rebuilt from scratch. It, it might. It it might. Here is the other part: the personnel. Certainly needs to be looked at at a fine with a fine tooth comb this off season. There's a reason we talked about running back as much as we did coming into this year, and, and I, I think right now there's there there's some issues with the run game, and then the personnel certainly doesn't help those issues, and it makes it that much worse because it, there isn't enough talent there to overcome them when there is issues, and when they do block it the right way, and there is lanes, Mixon gets three yards when he should have eight or twelve. And call me whatever you want, whatever. I don't know. They don't have trust in Chase Brown, obviously. I don't get why. Yeah. But, like, there's got to be someone. Like, you, you need to we, – we talked about this for months now. Before the deadline, I was like, find someone that you can hand the ball off to that isn't Joe Mixon. And yet here we are, and Mixon didn't get it done. This Bengals rushing offense didn't get it done. I, I think there's more on offense that we need to get to. So let's uh, let's continue our post, post-game post coverage oh. 16 to 10. The Bengals have lost three straight and they're five and six on the season, 0 oh and four in the division. Let's uh, discuss the offense and the state of the offense coming up next. Today's show is brought to you by LinkedIn. LinkedIn jobs is where you need to go right now. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to have as many top tier candidates as possible to interview. That's why you got to lean. On LinkedIn jobs. They have the tools to help you find the right professionals for your team right now. It's just not, a, it's not another job board. No, they have a vast network of more than a billion, that's a billion with a B, professionals, which makes it the best place to hire. Hiring is easy and you have so many qualified candidates. And in fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. All you have to do to post your job for free is go to linkedin.com slash Locked on NFL. That's LinkedIn.com/slash/lockedonNFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply.
0: This episode of Locked On Bengals is sponsored by BetterHelp. And with the holidays coming around, we know that this time of year can be a lot. Christmas right around the corner It's natural to feel some anxiety about it. But adding something new and positive to your life can help to counteract some of those feelings. Therapy can be a bright spot amid all the stress and the change, something to look forward to, to make you feel grounded and to give you the tools to manage everything going on. It's great for learning positive coping skills, how to set boundaries in a time when it can be hard to set boundaries with people you're very familiar with, can empower you to be the best version of yourself. And if you're thinking of starting, no easier way to get started than with BetterHelp, entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get started with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. If that initial assignment, isn't working well for you find your bright spot this season with better help. Visit betterhelpcom locked on today. You'll get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, help. H E L P.com locked on.
1: Let's discuss the, the offensive line a, a little bit more, Jake Browning, a little bit more. I, I thought, Jake, the offensive line did okay. I did. I think, like Browning, there was one time he took it, it was the it was early in the game, and TJ Watt has to go through two different Bengals to get to him. And Browning holds on to the ball and holds on to the ball and holds on to the ball and holds on to the ball, and then he obviously gets hit because at some point you're going to get hit. I I think that's that's something we could see improve over time, but that was certainly glaring, especially early in this game, is just how how long he was holding on to the ball, trying to read the defense. And In one way, you like it because you don't want him to make a ton of mistakes. On the other, you don't want it to to turn into sacks, which it did. Yeah, He
0: said it's uh, something that will have to adjust to and, and find the balance, which is something that we heard Joe Burrow say, too, and maybe we need to give him some slack in that area, having not played in a regular season game as a starter in his NFL career, but this is an issue that goes back to the preseason for Jake Browning was an issue that we saw with him in training camp. He just simply not that anyone does this consistently does not process in the way that Joe burrow processes. And that leads to holding the ball too long leads to missed reads leads to late throws leads to throws that end up, you know, in, you know, off target because they're late, which happened a couple of times in this game as well. And, it does make the offensive line look worse. I think that at least three, I want to say, of the sacks were of Jake Browning's making. And then one is just a blown protection between Drew Sample and Jonah Williams, leaving TJ Watt unblocked. Like that's not a, a, any individual problem. It's a communication issue probably between Jonah and Drew Sample could be quarterback involved there. Hard to say, Um, but the, the playing on time issue and the holding the ball issue are things that I talked about with Browning going into the game, right? They're things that we talked about in the preview show. They're things we talked about with Jake Browning back in the preseason. And, and that he would need to play on time. And in one of the Bengals' best drives of the game, before he threw an interception, Browning was playing on time. And, and yeah. that was evident yeah. on, on third downs that they converted. When they converted back-to-back back third downs on that drive, it was evident when they when he got the ball out on time to Jamar Chase on the vertical. And, and gave Jamar a chance to make that play on the sideline for a 25-yard gain, his best drive leading into the interception involved him playing on time and getting the ball out when it needed to come out. And then he got sped up a little bit. So, so there's this balance that he needs to find between holding the ball too long, which he did early, and then trying to get the ball out too quickly and, and trying to get through his progressions too quickly and then not actually getting through the progression. If you listen to what he said about the interception he threw after the game, he's like, he, he said he needed to let force that defender to declare in coverage and then react to that rather than kind of guessing or, or misreading essentially what the coverage was. The ball ends up, I think late to Jamar anyway, but it's it's late in a way that doesn't force the defender to commit the defenders buzzing out there anyway to, to use Browning's term and the announcer's term into the flat, very easy interception just a misread from Browning. And, and, there is a balance to be struck there, but whether he can strike the balance is a question because these are issues that we've seen with him th- the entirety of his time with the Bengals this season, at least. And you know, reps should help, but it's it's fair to wonder how much better that can get, and also how much that matters. Frankly, you know, for 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 this year, obviously the, the team wants to win games, but in the grand scheme of things, they sh- they they should be have they should be acquiring a better backup quarterback next year.
1: Well, I think that this was the first step of of his opportunity to show that he is a backup in the NFL, and, and by backup I mean roster backup. Brandon Allen, I'm going to get my four plus years in as a as a backup in this league, and it, it's hard to it's do. And, and yeah, no doubt. And that's uh, that's the step. And the thing is, is because there will be a lot of scheme talk this week, and and I do think the scheme. You look at it, and Browning deserves some credit here. But if you look at his numbers 19 of 26 for 227, a touchdown, and a pick that's partial to Ski. Part of that has to do with 39 yards to mix in at the end that pad that a little bit, help them get that field goal. But if they hadn't, if he he doesn't throw that interception as bad as it was, they have a 10 to set, a 10 to three lead. Even if the Steelers go down and score, it's 10 to 10, and it just doesn't feel the same. That interception happened, and everything kind of flipped. The Steelers go down, they take the lead, and that that was, that was kind of it. And it never felt really like they they were in sync or in it after that offensively. And obviously, they scored three more points. But that's it, it's it's a tough defense for as bad as the Steelers' offense is. The Steelers' defense, I, I think, is is solid, and the the secondary without Minka not solid not that great but still they, they have a pass rush they can get after you it's a tough first ask for him so I'm not burying Jake Browning yet and, and the the other part of this takeaway was just
0: can, can I just have one note on Browning real quick sure. 80 of those yards came on the screen and deflected passes that Jamar Chase collected so Yep. One yeah. The, I'm, I'm just putting that out there. If he had 200 something yards, 80 of them come on, on plays where at least one, if not two of them could have been intercepted. I don't mean to be too negative, but I'm not pulling punches on Browning. I, I don't think he was good. I don't think the the coaches necessarily helped him, but I thought he was very bad in this game.
1: And, and that's, that's something to watch for. I, I Browning's going to start on Monday night football. I'll confirm it right now, but I do think that that's, um, there is a path for us to not to him, not necessarily start the remainder of the season. So we'll see there. I, I I don't know how long that leash is, but just final numbers wise, it does look better than, than the eye test. There's no doubt about that. But uh, speaking of numbers, the Bengals, well, they gave up 16 points and yet the final numbers given up yards specifically, it was ugly. Let's uh, switch gears. Let's reflect on this defense following a, a record breaking in the wrong way performance as the Steelers top 400 plus yards against the Bengals defense. We'll do that coming up next.
0: Yards are not points. And Prize Picks is the daily fantasy sports platform that is the largest in North America, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. It's just you against the numbers. Instead of battling thousands of other players, including pros and sharks, you just pick more or less on two to six player stat projections. And you hit those picks, the winnings come in. You can even do cross sports stuff right now with the NBA going on. And if you just want to get out of the NFL altogether, maybe you need an escape from the Cincinnati Bengals right now. And from NFL player more or less, choices and you want to get into the nba instead well that is an option for you they've even got some injury insurance built in with the reboot policy so your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured in football and basketball games which sounds pretty good to me a little bit of built-in insurance go to prizepicks.com locked on nfl right now and use promo code locked on nfl you'll get a first deposit match up to $100. Again, that's prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL with promo code locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize picks is daily fantasy sports made easy.
1: Today's show is also brought to you by Schultz Jewelers. I love Schultz Jewelers, and you will too, whether it's the fact that they're locally owned and operated, the fact that Matt Schultz is a gigantic Bengals fan, or... Their experience, 70-plus years making the Queen City sparkle. Yes, Schultz Jewelers in Fort Mitchell is going to help you find that perfect piece of jewelry, whether it's that diamond ring for your soon-to-be fiancé, whether it's that necklace, earrings, maybe a custom piece that is going to be perfect for her this holiday season. Schultz Jewelers is a modern jewelry store. Between their custom designs, top-rated permanent jewelry, there's not anyone like them, certainly no one in the area. you got to check them out right now. And make sure you tell them that Locked On Bengals sent, sent you. They're at 2202 Dixie Highway in Fort Mitchell, five minutes from the bridge into Kentucky. You can check that check them out online as well at SchultzDiamonds.com. Schultz excuse me, SchultzDiamonds.com. That's S-C-H-U-L-Z-Diamonds.com. We know the Bengals strive for perfection. Schultz Jewelers does too because when it has to be perfect, it has to be schultz Strollers.
0: Let's talk about this defense, James. I actually have one other thought that, that I forgot to mention earlier when we were talking about the run game. Then we'll go defense. This is quick. I, I think that more than the eight carry issue or, or the play calling issue in the running game is – you, you hinted at this, but more annoying to me than that was the lack of usage for Chase Brown. It's just – uh, you you got to see what you have there. there there's th- that's where we're at in this season. Anyway, uh, defense, starting out on a positive here. Miles Murphy really showing something, had a couple of really nice reps. And as a pass rusher, what did we talk about as as far as things to watch? One of them being Miles Murphy. If he could flash going down the stretch here, could give you some, some of that Rashawn Gary trajectory. He had some very clean wins in this game. And that is my positive for the defense. I think that's <laughs> it. Uh,
1: 400 oh, plus yards for the oh, Steelers. No, for the, no, no, defense. no. no let, let's do another positive. DJ Turner is a baller. He went, he, he, yeah, he, he went at it. Yeah, he went at it with Deontay Johnson. And, uh, man, even when he got beat, recovered on the touchdown, that wasn't forced the incompletion. Obviously, the fumble recovery. Had another pass defense. Thought he played well. Yeah, uh, like I
0: said, I think up and down for him, but certainly some positives there. And I'm I'm still not taking anything away from his future. The uh, who is Gene Steratore, the official who who does the the broadcast stuff, said he was surprised the Steelers didn't challenge that touchdown that wasn't thought that that could have been a touchdown. Not sure I agree. Uh, not going to get too far into that. Just mentioning it for for anyone who's thinking about it and thinking about what Gene said. And, and saying that oh it should have been a touchdown to this or that and then he got beat over the top on one other play when he missed a jam but when you mix that in with a couple of nice plays against a good receiver in deontay johnson st- still like the flashes from dj turner certainly but don't like being the team that gives up the steelers first 400 plus yard game in 59 tries yeah and uh you know we talked about a bit of a dead count bounce uh in the post matt canada era for the steelers and they they caught that bounce.
1: Yeah. I mean Pat Pat Fryermuth the thing is in the first half they had a 39-yard gain, a 29-yard gain, a 24-yard gain all through the air. And it just can't happen. Not not all three of those, two of those are seam balls to Pat Pat Fryermuth and Fryermuth ended up with 100 and something plus yards. So let's see 120, nine target or nine receptions on 11 targets. George Pickens ended up with an explosive, too, in the second half, the 43-yarder. I mean, it's just it's a lot of explosives.
0: They and they were dreadful covering vertical routes today. I think every single vertical they were challenged on, the secondary lost and the only incompletions on verticals being go balls or, or the slot fade to Pickens were because of overthrows for, for the couple that fell
1: incomplete. And it just can't happen. Like, that can't happen. And that's the part... Of this defense, or this this game, the offense is going to take a ton of crap this week, and people are going to see sixteen points and think the defense did their job. And in one aspect, they did, but they did not do their job. Four hundred plus yards. You mentioned the time of possession. Some of that is on this defense. Get off the field, and they uh, they didn't. And it's uh, the second half. It's the first half.
0: Sure they okay. did in the first half. Yeah. Three of nine to three. for the Steelers in the first half. And then they can then they converted like five straight third downs until the game was pretty much over. In the-
1: yeah, I you're right. The second half that was it. I mean, they just they they scored, they they took their time, they ran a bunch of time off the clock, and uh it's that's tough to do. It's tough to survive that way given what you you know you're gonna deal with on offense. And so you take the 16 points. You'll certainly take that on Monday Night Football against the Jags. I think it'll be much harder to pull that off. But it's, it's, a, it's a defense that is clearly flawed, and they're working through some things. And hopefully you can get Cam Taylor-Britt back, and he helps. Uh, hopefully Sam Hubbard feels even better a week later uh, after returning today. And uh, by the way, Trey Hendrickson, just mentioning it, he, he reached the double-digit sack mark. For the second time in three years, he's got 10 and a half sacks now on the season.
0: Good for Trey. Uh, The only other note that I would throw in on the defense is red zone defense stood up again. This has been a a pretty good area for this team this year. And and it's one of those things that makes a 400 yards conversation and the yards aren't points thing. a, A talking point for Lou. The defense only gave up one touchdown and four red zone trips for the Steelers and only 16 points in the end. They, they got a big turnover. They set the offense up with plus field position. Travion uh, Williams had a big kick return. We talked about special teams and the margins they could play or, or the way they could play on the margins this week. Big kick return, set up the Bengals' only touchdown of the game. And uh, outside of that, and, and Pittsburgh special teams wasn't good today, but Brad Robbins, once again, not a great game, unfortunately. I, I wish we could go a week. Uh, I hope soon we can go a week without saying that we see some signs of growth down the stretch for Robbins, but it, it has been a very turbulent rookie year for the Bengals draft pick at Punter.
1: Yeah, rough for him. Had a touchback, had one inside the 20. The The other thing, quick note Logan Wilson, he left the game with an ankle injury late, and I, I don't think it's anything serious. I think he's dealing with a sprain. We'll see, but I. Um, uh, I think it's optimism overall they have the extra day before Monday night football. So we'll see if we'll be able to go.
0: Yeah. And, and bottom line, things will need to be different for this team. And, you know, we think about what we're looking for from this team down the stretch and I keep coming back to one player evaluation for guys that are going to be part of this team going forward. But two, I I do think that, while there's a big conversation around coaches getting fired and this and that because things are bad right now and they're on a three-game losing streak. I, I do think that when you take away Burrow, it does magnify the burden on the coaches to find ways to adapt and they will need to have some bigger adaptations the rest of the way. And Lou and Lewin, the defense, I mean, this is three games now. We, we go back to Buffalo, we go back to San Francisco, pretty pleased with the defense in those games. You go back to earlier in the year against Tennessee and, and the last three games, they're, they're need to they, they need to find some answers, they need to find the right buttons to press at the right times, and it needs to be more consistent. So these are some of the things that I, I think need to be on our mind for the rest of the season is, is looking for the way they adapt to personnel, looking for the pieces that will be part of this team in the future. And looking for the coaches to give those guys playing time as well. I, I keep going back to Chase Brown, hardly playing in this game and not even getting a touch. And, and I mean, same could be said for for Charlie Jones, right? Did did
1: he touch the ball? I don't think he guy? was in on offense. Yeah, I don't think he was in on offense. Andre Yosavash obviously had the catch for 16-yarder for a first down, played a little bit. But, yeah, this, this youth movement, it did not happen against the Steelers and you're right it needs to happen they need to find out what they have and I think those guys are capable of helping by the way even if you don't think Chase Brown can play I'm sure he can average two yards a carry that's what you were averaging with your running backs for whatever reason so why not give 30 a touch or two just a touch or two So,
0: and and we'll see what happens when T Higgins returns as well can be a bit of a shot in the arm to help things. But uh, we've got a long week to prepare for here, James. The Bengals have Monday Night Football, Jacksonville Jaguars coming up. And we've got a bunch of coverage for you between now and then. Some player evaluations, some thoughts on scheme. That'll be coming this week in addition to Crossover Thursday. And we'll keep things rolling here on the Locked on Bengals podcast. Until next time, thanks for listening to this episode of Locked on Bengals. And have a good one.